Welcome to Connectivity. On this episode, where we'll be talking about E3, the NX, and our launch console memories. Today, I'm joined by Becky Holiday. Hello. Kimberly Keller. Hello. And Joshua Max. Hey, well, you can just call me Josh. Oh, Josh, yeah, Josh. I was going to say Josh, and I was like, ah, oh, Joshua at the last second. <laughs> it's okay. I always have to mess someone's name up on this opening. So. <laughs> Once again, I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and right, we're going to jump right into it. Um, well, seeing though Kim and Josh have not been on an episode in a very long time, I thought we would just maybe catch up with you guys. So, Josh, how you been going? What's been up? <laughs> Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I, I I gotta say, like I've I've missed uh, you know being on podcasts with uh, with everybody. It's just you know I've been crazy. I, I've been obsessed with my th- new 3ds and amiibos, and uh, I'd love to talk about anything and everything about them with anybody who wants to. Uh, and I'm just obsessed with Fire Emblem. I got the special edition, and I've just been like, like I've been just like cuddling with it. It's just I love it so much. Um, <laughs> And I, uh, I still don't have a Wii U. You still don't have a Wii U? Well, at this point, wow. you may as well not bother, I guess. I know, yeah, right? I, <laughs> They've decided I they're not making find... anymore. <laughs> Good job, I finally job, saved Josh. up, and I saw that. I saw the, the article, and it was like, yep, we're not making any more Wii U's. And I was like, oh, well, I, uh, I guess I'll just go. I literally dusted off my N64 and was like, all right, let's play some Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's always a good choice. Yeah, I'm happy with it. <laughs> so, Kim, um, what's been happening with you, actually? Well, uh, me and Becky have been doing the Kim and Becky show, and I'm the editor for it also, so that just kind of destroys all my time. As <laughs> 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 um, Becky gets to sit back and relax. Hey, Jeez, hey, like, I work like on a, the scripts. Like a Becky. I mean, come I on. work on the scripts. Come on. <laughs> Becky, get it together. Sometimes. <laughs> I try um, and, <laughs> and without fail every single game I review has insane deadlines like I reviewed uh, Fire Emblem and I had a week to play all three games so Ooh, I've been all three games I, yeah. <laughs> I've just been um, completely drowned in other aspects of NWR hmm. yeah. how did you play all three games within a week what <laughs> Uh, she didn't. I no had sleep. No friends and family for a week. Nobody saw me. <laughs> I had to make some life choices. <laughs> What's more important, video games or life? I mean, like, Who needs if you sleep, did... come on. There's a kingdom to save. Well, there's a few kingdoms, but did you did you just like skip the kids? Yeah, I didn't do that until after my review came out. That I went back and focused uh, I mean, more on. You, yeah, you gotta get those kids. Yeah. It's all about the kids. Well, best part. I had yeah, to, you know, finish the damn games. <laughs> it's, it's like Honey Pop. You just gotta, you gotta play, you gotta play them all. I never really focused a lot on the kids and stuff like that. Hmm. Even on, like, past ones. Hmm. I know you love doing that, Josh, but. I, listen. I, Josh loves I got... having kids. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> he loves his virtual babies. <laughs> Do, well, hold on. That, don't, don't paint me that light i just love fire emblem because i talked to neil about it like way back when during awakening about like how much i loved shipping everybody and he was like i love shipping too and <laughs> we got into it for, like for a while 
like, I, I do, I do love that aspect. I remember listening to everybody having all of these like strategic things about Fire Emblem Awakening, who they were going to pair up so they got the best abilities, and I was like, these two have the cutest support conversation, and I can't pair this person with anybody else but this person. These are my ships. <laughs> But like, everybody else is like, you're yeah, an idiot. But like, they, there are some that they just like, they phoned in. Like, I was like, oh, well, Jacob and Camilla, like, that'd be, that's kind of cool. Like, the butler and the older sister, like, how cool is that? But their their conversation was just, well, we both love the protagonist so much. I guess mm-hmm. we should love each other. And I was like, way to phone it in, writers. That's <laughs> not how life works. That's not how love works, Josh. No, that's not how love works, Kim. Play a dating sim, Both of you don't go. Jeez. Oh god! If there were well, actually, I think I actually have reviewed yeah reviewed dating sims for Nintendo World Report because I remember I reviewed Sprung on the DS when that <laughs> came out. So maybe I am the dating sim guy. I don't know. I've done a few of them myself. I'm farming sim slash dating sim girl. Most of my reviews oh, this is have gr- been one of those too. Where where's our podcast? <laughs> you learn everything you need to know about love from Harvest Moon. Yep. You just need to give them gifts <laughs> give and then end it with a blue feather. Yep. <laughs> give all of your friends gifts and they will love you. And that's the only way anybody will care if you live or die. Well, how yeah, much that's why I buy my them. friends dinner. I mean, Becky gives me the best gifts. That's why we're friends. Right? <laughs> oh, that's why you never call me back. All right. Yeah, no. now, now I understand yeah, why I you only talk to me through text. Yeah, I Josh. I didn't get anything from you. And it was like... I'm giving you all these gifts and you didn't reciprocate. I, you know hell? what? I thought it was just birthday, then Christmas, then Thanksgiving. and All it's right, this joke's going too Josh. far. Let's move on. It's friendship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, um, so Becky, have you been playing Fire Emblem as well, I guess? <laughs> yeah, actually. I, uh, I, I got busy for a while there. We talked about this last time what all mm. I was doing that was not video games. Um, and now that that's kind of over with, I've sort of started going back to the things that I wasn't playing during January and February. So I finally got to start Fire Emblem Birthright, which was nice. A uh, little, little ways in now. I know I got... Um, God, I, now I can't even remember her name. But she's the she's the farmer or the villager character that you're looking Mozu? at this person going, Yes, her! I'm like, you look totally useless, which means I better level you up. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's, yep. she's like Donnie. She's like a kick beast. ass right now. Yeah, yeah so I, like, I just went okay. It's like Donald 2.0. So uh, this is going to be important. <laughs> yeah, I love oh, Donnie. So. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I pretty much I got through that and a couple of the early challenges in the game, and I'm like, wow, this is this is kind of a cakewalk, even in classic mode. <laughs> oh, you're because everybody's you're leveling up so fast. Yeah, I always do classic. I never do casual, just because. Not that I have anything against casual mode. Everybody can play what they want, but, you know, it's something I really liked about Fire Emblem always was the permadeath system. So, you know, it was just, it's a little extra challenge that I like, so I always play in classic mode. For for Birthright. For NWR was about permadeath. Yeah. Because I didn't know about it. For Birthright, the the (laughs) classic mode is the best one, but for Nor, I was so frustrated. I literally went to, (laughs) I became a filthy casual. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you did you didn't get all get all the way to Phoenix mode though? Did you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I just no. I was just a filthy casual. Please, all right, like, all right. I because I Not lost. I literally bad. lost one person each round, and I was like, Yikes. you know what? I just want to finish the story so we can play Revelation. Yeah, I think I pretty much have come to the conclusion that I'm probably gonna have to do that with Conquest because yeah, Conquest is also sitting on my shelf to play after Birthright. 
So uh, I'll probably end up doing casual mode just because I'm like, it's going to take me forever to get through anything if I play classic mode because everybody's going to keep Yay. dying. <laughs> Filthy casual. It's a lot to do with E3 and the NX. <laughs> <laughs> Fire so, Emblem. So with the, like, I don't really play Fire Emblem games. Like, why do you guys like the permadev thing, especially when all you do is turn it off and restart it anyway? I mean... <laughs> It's just a bonus challenge, really, because that's just it. Is you know you're going to have to restart the whole chapter and restructure your strategy if you lose mm. anybody. Um, because sometimes you'll lose them because of you know straight-up negligence or because of just bad luck. You know, freaking enemy yeah. crits your character or something like that, and you're, like, freaking serious. <laughs> um, it's, like, so, um, I mean, it's like the Nuzlocke challenge for uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. It just mm-hmm. gives, you, gives you a little bit of an extra difficulty factor in it because you know you'll have to restart if you want to keep those characters um and sometimes they're really valuable when i'm in casual mode it definitely will send somebody off on a suicide mission i'll like oh totally you know because you just know you'll get him back right away so it's like oh well just send him off yeah he'll probably die but at least he'll take out a couple people whereas with you know classic mode you have to really think it through and every single choice has is weighted i mean yeah you can restart but then you have to go through the whole damn battle again, and it could have been on, like, your 50th turn or something. Yeah, and some, yeah, sometimes and there, there it means you some... have to be... Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. Oh, okay. Sometimes you have to be just, like, way more careful and stuff like that when you're playing classic mode, just because, like Kim said, she totally would be A-OK sending somebody off on a suicide mission, because it's like, oh, you'll come back. <laughs> but, you know, you just have to... you always make sure your healers are surrounded you always make sure your ranged aren't you know gonna end up against somebody that they can't defeat you know it's just you have to really go through and constantly be checking enemy units to see how far they can move to see you know how many hits they can land on your character how much damage they can do if you put your character in the line of fire and just like i know one of the things with me that really sucks is two of my favorite units are snipers and Pegasus Knights, and neither of them Oof. can take hits very well. <laughs> but mm. well, unless it's magic damage for Pegasus Knights. But so like in the early games, trying to level up the Pegasus Knights was just a pain because they couldn't take more than one hit, um, and just like having to constantly have this really high mobility unit that you almost couldn't do anything with because you had to have other units that could tank for them. Um, yeah, but now you I got know. those Kinshi Knights. Yeah, gotta. I gotta tell you though, I freaking love Subaki. He's a lot tankier than I thought he was gonna be. <laughs> oh, I yeah, like, yeah. I was like, wow, this is a Pegasus Knight that can actually take out like five enemies without dying. What is this? Yeah, because he's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's wonderful. So, back to Emblem Cast. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'm your great Lord Marth. <laughs> I'll wrap things up quickly. Um, well, recently I've just been playing uh, more N64 games, actually. I've, I ran through Goldeneye on the easiest Ooh. difficulty, and I went through all the levels <laughs> again. And it was it was pretty fun. It was a pretty fun, like, go through it again, because I had forgotten a lot about, you know, it, some of the later missions. Like, there's some missions that I played a lot when I was younger, and I could remember, like, how it went. But then you, you come up against some missions, and just like... Why? Where do you go? Like, what are you supposed to do? And like, when you just dropped into a level in um in Goldeneye, you just sort of gotta explore and poke around until you sort of stumble across what the objective is. Um, like one in the what is it the um one of the levels you have to meet up with um 
meet up with a character and he's like inside of a like a shipping container but oh yeah he's not he's not like just in the middle of the shipping container he's like inside the door that's closed the half of the door that's closed and oh. i looked in there and like i never i didn't see him see him the first time i was walking around the entire level going where is he like where is this guy <laughs> And um, I ended up looking it up, and then it's like, oh, what? He's just standing in the shadows in the in this shipping container that I actually looked in already. I mean, that was kind of annoying. He just kept quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, really what like... a well-made game. <laughs> hey, the, the, the single player was um, like it is dated a bit now, but it is, it's still pretty fun, and it was fairly revolutionary at the time. Having these like different objectives you have to complete. I mean. I don't really... I can't think... There might have been something on PC that did something similar before GoldenEye, but I can't think of it. Um, oh, I wasn't be- being sarcastic. I was I was serious. Like, it was a well-made game. I thought it was a lot Oh, of yeah, yeah. I mean, but there is some, some things that are annoying. I mean, protecting Natalia can be... Oh, God. ...frustrating, is it? Like, so frustrating. Protecting any AI is just, like, the worst, because they just, yeah. for some reason, have this thing about standing in the line of fire, and you're like, really? Mm. I can move out of that. Why can't you? <laughs> And like when I was Sacrifice. when I was younger, um, I used to be paranoid about getting too far away from Natalia because I thought she would like just forget where to go or I'll lose track of her. But it, it seems like you can just sort of run off, and as long as the objective's complete, it doesn't really matter. So you, you can just like sort of run off and leave her and finish <laughs> the level. Uh, um, aside from Goldeneye, I was also playing Snowboard Kids. Did you guys ever play Snowboard Kids? Yes. No. No. Really? It's, I never even heard of it. Basically, oh. Mario Kart with snowboards. With snowboards. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, the CPU in that game is frustrating as anything. It's mm-hmm. Getting gold on any of the tracks, oh, okay, the later tracks at least, is basically down to luck. I mean, so many. T- I was stuck on a, a couple of levels for ages, just redoing them like over and over again every now and then for a few days and it, a lot of the times I would be like on the last like turn of the of the of the track and I would just be annihilated by somebody doing something um so it was really it's really hard to be, to get first place in snowboard kids and um like it, it's pretty fun um you can obviously you can get like different um boards and you can unlock a few different tracks and there's like even a secret character you can unlock which i haven't done yet but Hmm. so basically yeah you go down you go down a hill in like a mountain basically and there's like um different item boxes you can get there's one for attack and one for defense and you need to have like a hundred coins uh to like to be able to go through an item box you have to pay for your items and if you don't have any coins from doing tricks or picking them up on the track you'll just run into the item box and basically stop you crash um so you have to always be sort of aware of how much how many coins you've collected so far it's mainly only a problem on the, the like the first lap of a track because by the time you get to the second one, you've generally built up like seven or eight hundred coins, so you're generally okay after that. Um, the the I funniest can't even thing. Imagine though... this. Sorry. I can't even imagine this. Sorry, you were saying the funniest thing. <laughs> so you still following me? Am I making sense? No, I'm following yeah. you. But this is like, 
I'm just like, what is happening in this game? <laughs> <laughs> and like, obviously, because it's a hill, you're going down a hill. The um, to start the next lap, you got to get onto a ski lift. So there's like a tiny little doorway at the end of each course that oh God, you that. need to try and aim it right to to um to get into. So like, it puts you onto the ski lift. Mm-hmm. And if someone else is like just entered it, you'll crash, and then fall backwards and then someone else can come in behind you and get in front of you and yeah it's always like a sort of a, a scramble to get on the stupid ski lift thing. i was kind of directionally challenged as a child so that really like always messed me up just trying to hit that doorway and not everything <laughs> else and everybody else like my i i never really played the single player as a kid because i didn't own the game but um we played a lot of multiplayer and yeah, positioning and like screwing people over at the the gate was the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much like Snowboard Kids. Like it does something. It does like something sort of interesting with the way you control the boards as well, because it uses the like if you can picture the. Do you know how the N sixty four analog stick has the each like the individual um, you know notches. Yeah. For where the analog stick yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. To turn sharp in this game you have to basically um use the like the the one sort of at an angle down the bottom. So you don't just like turn left and right, you have to sort of angle it downwards to the side to do sharp to, uh, sharp cornering. So that's a little different than like holding down a drift button or you know, just turning easily and stuff so i yeah. missed something in my childhood like I'm, i feel like <laughs> i definitely missed something you should tr- you should try it out i mean it's, it's pretty fun the music's the music's really addictive um the game looks really nice the only problem is that it takes up an entire controller pack for the n64 it <laughs> literally uses the entire thing except like one page wow Oof. so you have to use yeah dedicate a whole controller pack to the one game Oof, no, thank you. <laughs> Which he was, was in surprising. and now he's out. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm very easily swayed by, like, the most minuscule things. <laughs> okay, so we'll take a short break and we'll be back with a chat on uh, what we hope for E3 and uh, various NX-related things. We'll be back in a sec.
and welcome back. So now we're going to have a brief chat about um, E3, our sort of hopes and sort of what we ex sort of expect to, to happen this E3, and also the sort of the overall outlook for the NX and what we think uh, Nintendo's strategy is going to be for the launch and the future. So let's start with E3. Like I know it's a couple of months out, but what are we what are we thinking they're going to do this year? Are we, are we going back to the stage show? I doubt it. You doubt it? Uh, yeah, I'm just a pessimist when it comes to this stuff. Like Nintendo, mm. Nintendo's been around forever, and like if you look at all the stage shows, nothing good comes of the stage shows. It's just kind of like know, Nintendo the Wii was the Wii was pretty good. Yeah, the Wii was good. Yeah. Uh, I will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then, like after that, they were like nothing really topped that. And then you know now it's just <clears> you know Microsoft and Sony are like look at all this stuff, and everybody's going like, all right, well, you could have just like put out a video instead. Yeah, I, I like the yeah. stages, but just from a selfish standpoint, since I'm there, I like <laughs> the whole energy and excitement of it. I think that comes across like usually as a stream of it. I think that comes across as well when there's an audience and they're reacting to things. And, yeah, you know, I guess it's, it's, it, they run a risk if like they say, "Here's the NX," and everyone's sort of like, "Uh," <laughs> <laughs> like the Wii U. Well, all right. <laughs> oh God, yeah. it burns my eyes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wii U was sort of a bit of a dud, wasn't it? <laughs> Just picture in silence and then one person. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Can it read DVDs? <laughs> or do you, do we think like they might do sort of the the big sort of Nintendo digital video again and then maybe do a couple of smaller like stage conferences for like I know to go a little bit more in depth in like maybe like a console's like feature set or just sort of showing off all the games that they have for the Wii U and 3DS and probably NX as well. I would lean towards that. I liked what was it two years ago? Maybe three. I don't know. I can't keep track. But when they were announcing all the Smash Brothers stuff and then they were able to put it up there and actually do a battle and it was like a mini kind of stage event where you know there was a handful yeah. of people there, but they did it in an interesting way where we already knew like these games were happening, but they were showing us in a fun way with like people we liked on stage. And it was just very fun, comedic atmosphere. I think that was also when they had the super Mario world with the cats and they all had the cat paws. So I just like, I mean, Nintendo is really comedic and fun and friendly. And I like when they do those little events that just bring the charm to it. So now we know that they're just going to have all mature rated titles for their launch. <laughs> just mad world oh, it was too. so weird when they had bayonetta and like all of like on the floor of e3 they had like all the really bright white happy things of nintendo you know light gray and white <laughs> things and then the very like background you see this black section with a bayonetta model <laughs> posing for pictures and there was never a line because everyone's like what <laughs> can i go you're not link <laughs> So, well, so... But, but Nick, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's probably likely that yeah, we'll probably have another digital video, but I, I do think that it would be smart for them to maybe consider doing the big sort of song and dance again, just to, I don't know, to bring the hype a bit more. Like, they need to sort of hype up Nintendo a bit. That's true. Bring bring back some excitement to the brand at the moment it feels like 
you know, people are really wanting to know about NX, but in general, like the Nintendo sort of, you know, fan enthusiasms on a sort of a downward trend at the moment. Well, I mean, um, do you feel like we've gotten all of the sequels that like we were looking forward to or that we were promised, you know, like the Nintendo faithful, like we had the Star Fox Zero announcement, like mm. we got the new Fire Emblem, like I, we're, we're basically just short like a golden sun at this point. Well, but, like, like, we've on the Wii U, else. it's practically a dead uh, well, system. No, they, but they, we, they've announced that, like we know that's coming. Well, yeah. yeah oh, so I see what you're in, saying in, in terms, terms of, of like totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I what, snowboard, snowboard Kids 3? Snowball Kids Three. I would I would like Snowball Kids Three. That would be that would be good. And actually it'd be a good fit for Nintendo, obviously. Um uh, I have to imagine that like I really do think that they've they tapped retro to work on Metroid again and it got shifted to NX because they're like, uh What's the point well, of having it I mean, I'm sure somebody was like, Well the last one failed so hard and they were like, Well it failed because yeah, well, no, I mean, it's, I don't know, like, I'm just excited for the next good Metroid game. I think this is the E3 that we have to see what Retro's been doing. It's been so long since Tropical Freeze, and everyone was expecting, like, a tease last year, but they were quiet last year, so... Yeah. It has to be this year, like, uh, Retro has to be coming this year. Yeah, here's hoping, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, we completely, Nintendo did not even acknowledge its birthday like no. this year. They just went right over it. They were like, hey guys, so Legend of Zelda, Mario, all this stuff. Hey, Year of Luigi. And then they're like, hey, what about Samus? They were like, uh, Samus, she had a <laughs> game. Super Metroid was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. Whatever Metroid does next, like, hopefully, like, I don't know, they need to do something new, but, like, I don't know, not sort of, like, not to the point where it's going to turn people off. Like, Federation Force isn't um, isn't, oh. isn't really what people want, so, um, no. you know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? As for, as for Zelda... <laughs> um, Recently, like Nintendo, AGI uh, Numas said basically, like, oh, it's going to be, you know, a, a new sort of a new sort of take on Zelda. It's going to be like a. He's basically implying that it's going to be like another sort of big step forward, like Ocarina of Time was. So, do yeah. you think we're actually going to see that, or is it it's just sort of like it's just hype on his part? I'm just picturing a game that's probably never going to end. It's probably going to be the most ginormous game ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I, I know there's a few like people who've made like videos about like the Zelda franchise recently and it's and I've watched them and I, I agree with them as for the most part though that like Ocarina of Time did a lot of really good things, but then Nintendo just thought we need to keep doing these things. We need to keep like mm. the like this waiting thing. It's just like we're gonna keep like suspending your playtime like by making you wait more and then like, making you like I don't know, like I, I I don't know. I'm going off uh, on a tangent that won't end. But I will say that I really liked uh, Link Between Worlds because what that did was it made it felt like Link to the Past, but it added this like new mechanic that just felt like Zelda. And that was I don't know. That, that was such a bold new move, and, and everyone took to it very well. So now I'm led to believe that maybe they're willing to try something new with Zelda again. Mm. And I'm I don't know. I'm hoping for it. I just don't want another Skyward Sword. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy Skyward Sword 
too much. I mean, I did to a degree, but towards the end, I sort of fell off. Yeah, I I liked some of it, but yeah. it was just like like fee point to this, point to that, point to this, point to that. Running like the the running mechanic was just. Uh, it killed yeah, me. Yeah, I thought that was a good idea, but then in practice, I kind of got annoyed by it because I you'd run out of stamina all the time. And, and like, what was mm-hmm. the point of that though? What was the point of the stamina gauge? Yeah, like I, I, I don't. Think the, sorry, I think the only time that it really came in to play really well was the Silent Realms, and that was just because it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you actually can't infinitely run away from things. It just you actually do have to budget your stamina and stuff, but I feel like it's the only place that it that mechanic particularly worked out. And I think that's one of the things that Zelda's been suffering with for a while is all of these good idea mechanics that don't go anywhere. They just yeah, they come in like once they or could twice. Have just and introduced it's that in the done. silent realm. They could have just had but they could have just been like, hey Link, just a heads up, your stamina here is nothing. So you have a stamina gauge in the silent realm and everywhere else you can run and use your swing your Wiimote and try to catch things with the butterfly net. And, you know, so you'll get frustrated at three in the morning and you'll scream and everybody will come in and see what's wrong with you. <laughs> I feel like you have some issues with this game. I have some issues with the Zelda franchise. You just have some issues, don't you, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got me, boy. guys. So the reason I haven't been on here in, in a while is because I was put away. <laughs> going back towards... Uh, going back a bit more on topic. Um, so... <laughs> With the reveal of Zelda, we're obviously going to get like a big sort of trailer and, you know, a lot more details, seeing more areas and finding out what the game's, you know, even called. Um, do, we think, <laughs> yeah. do we think it's almost a lock that it's going to be cross, like two versions of the game like Twilight Princess was? I mean, I, I feel like the main thing with NX is they just want to cut ties with the Wii U. So mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm with Kim. So yeah, we just think Zelda's just going to be the last big sure. Wii U game, and that and that's it for Zelda. They're going to just have to turn around an NX version, an NX Zelda. I mean, they've tried so hard to push the Wii U in so many different ways. I feel like, what's the point now? Yeah, I mean, everybody else is is already working on their next big thing, and it's just the Wii U didn't really. I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't talk. I don't have a Wii U. I mean, I enjoyed it. I like my Wii U. But it it was just a very confusing system for people to buy. I mean, for the longest time, people didn't even realize it was a new system. It just sounded like an accessory. I mean, I will say this. the the, the I have played Wii U Super Mario Maker, and I feel like that game was like perfect for the Wii U. Um, yeah. Just, just like with the whole drawing screen and just, you know, I don't know, and you could. I felt like it was like that. I don't know. I, that game was great, but every other game I played, I've just been like, okay, like this doesn't really feel like it needed to be on the Wii U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So aside from Zelda at E3, like, do you reckon we're going to see a like the first tease of a new big 3D Mario as well? I mean, I see the timing working out for that. I'm wondering also about Splatoon, since it was so successful on the Wii U. Mm. I wonder <laughs> if they could maybe, yeah, do another Splatoon, like, early, quicker, again. Or um, just I mean, something. It's I the first time in a while that they've had a brand new property that's done just phenomenally. 
Yeah, I mean, last last one was like Pikmin, right? Yeah. I wouldn't say Pikmin was that successful, though. Oh, really? Uh, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Like, not on the same Pikmin's level. Pikmin's kind of niche. I don't know, man. I loved Pikmin. I thought it was really fun. No, yeah, I have it on the Wii U. That's actually mm-hmm. the first Pikmin I played was the last one. Hey, Pikmin 3? Also got Pikmin 4, apparently, coming, so <laughs> don't forget about that. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I need I need hey, to get up on this. When did I, how did I miss that? Apparently that that came out like what October or something last year, I think. Um, uh, it was my birthday, so you know. Eurogamer had an interview with Miyamoto at last E three or, or something, or just before E three and he slipped that oh yeah, we're working on Pikmin four and it's almost finished. Because well, it's like not, his favorite. We have not game seen too. anything about it since then. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's i i don't know why <laughs> why would you why would you tease them and be like it's almost done and then just you don't see it mm. maybe because then everyone's like wait no we weren't supposed to shh yeah so <laughs> that was the way it went with pikmin 3 as well they just like someone asked him directly in a e3 in like conference and he's just oh yeah we're working on Pikmin 3. <laughs> he just Next likes, question. He just likes, yeah, dropping Pikmin, like, randomly. Well, it's like, he said, like, I think the third one was his favorite game of all time or something to make. So, he's clearly excited. So, aside from E3, like, if the NX is coming out this year or, like, early next year or something, like... What do you think Nintendo's like strategy is going to be? How's it going to differ from what they did with the Wii U? Are they going to, I don't know, how they're going to make the messaging clear and how they're going to get people excited for a Nintendo console again? I mean, I feel I mean, what gonna... they need to do, and they never do, is compare themselves to the other consoles. They always shy away from that. Meanwhile, Xbox and PlayStation are constantly like, pick ours over the other one. We're better than that guy. Um... And just Nintendo shies away from that. And I get why in the past, because they're so different and they have such a different type of audience. But the rumors we've been hearing about the NX and how powerful it is and how it's going to be, you know, a whole slew of things, they just really just need to get more aggressive. Um, Because they finally, I think they're finally making something that can really compete uh, on that level with the others. Yeah, it would be nice for Nintendo to come out strong again and be... Be a bit more yeah, aggressive in the, in terms of what they're saying about their their own system and even yeah like the competitors and stuff. I like, mean, if they yeah. or that confidence if, back, if they announce because they like always Smash push Brothers their games us, like we have enough. Mario, we have Zelda, like look at the games that you love, but they never really like push like by the way our console is actually legit better. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I was going to argue with you. <laughs> well, Don't I guess if, if the rumors are true that it's going to be like comparable power-wise to the like the newer systems, or even a bit more powerful, that'll be the first time since the GameCube that that's been the case. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so the was pretty Super bad. Mario Sunshine Two. Uh, oh my god, I wish. I hope not. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> something new. I wouldn't. They can do an HD remake of uh, Sunshine. I wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind that, but. Um, look, look forward with Mario. We need another big sort of 
revolutionary Mario, or at least one that sort of, I don't know, he's a bit more inspiring than 3D World. Even though 3D World on the Wii U was really good, it wasn't, like, the most, I don't know, it didn't have that wow factor about it, even though it was It wasn't Super Mario Galaxy. Well, yeah, yeah, but I felt like like Super Mario World was what we needed at the time, because, like, Galaxy was so crazy and out there Mm. that it was a good time to have, a like, a classic, familiar retro title that was just fun because, I don't know, it's just what you're used to and the normalcy of it. So, Kim, would you say that the series needed to be grounded? Shut the hell up. (laughs) This is why I'm not asked back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm done with my sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, I I feel like it went super. They had Super Mario Galaxy, but they also had the Mario Maker, and that is kind of a a Mario game in and of itself. And it was revolutionary in the sense that it's like endlessly replayable because people will always make more levels for you to play. Yeah, but that's the thing: people are making them. Like you can't do anything. But is that is that a bad thing? Well, you you hmm? could try. Yeah, I don't I don't know. What do you want me to say, Tim? <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, you know, because Josh Josh is the most obviously the most creative Mario maker maker here. So <laughs> who doesn't have a Wii U? Not having a Wii U and all that, you know, he has to do it on I, paper. He's just somewhere. thinking he's drawing it all. <laughs> I'm just drawing chain chomps like D and D, and I'm like, yes, 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 no, no. To get past her, you have to roll to see if you jump correctly. Just like do all, all right, the D&D blueprints, and you just, just mail okay. it to like Neil or something. And you're like, please make it. Neil, can you put my name on it? It's really good, I swear. So, do we th- do we think Nintendo like the first year of their of the new system um, is going to be, you know, the most crucial? Are they going to come out? swinging with like they're going to drop like a 3d mario at launch they're going to have like some sort of zelda game they're going to have metroid they're going to they're going to try and drop as many big hitters in the first year as possible or are they going to do what they've done the last few generations and just sort of put out a couple of pretty good high quality titles at launch and then sort of drip a few others out over the first year well i'm a little can i make a wild uh guess go for it so Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah. Like, w- I, what if they had, like, uh, something that connected to that through the NX? Like, an accompanying Well, yeah, they said they're going to connect the handheld and the console. No, no, but, like, I'm saying, like, the, like a part of the game. I assume they would do something. Like, or maybe I'm, I'm just like, really Sorry, optimistic. I'm not explaining myself, like... Like there is a story in Sun and Moon, but there's like another part of the story that you ha- that you download on the NX. So you get like oh. the full story through the NX and your and your uh, 3DS. I feel like the Pokemon people will probably fight that though, because they don't want anything that's gonna like alienate part of the audience to be like, oh, you have to have the NX. Sucks for mm. you. Yeah, I, don't, yeah well, I think it's going to be 3DS only, and that's it. It may be one of those oh, like things... Like I said, wild guess. Almost like Pokemon <laughs> Stadium, that maybe maybe something that connects to Pokemon Sun and Moon, you know, like in the way Pokemon Stadium used to connect to the Game Boy Advance games, so it might be almost like building off of the game. That would be another interesting concept. But you'd have to do something different than 
just another Pokemon Stadium, obviously. So, well, yeah. I don't know, maybe something like that too. could be a thing. Maybe like a Pokemon Snap. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was where the Wii U missed out. <laughs> yes, wouldn't it have been so damn perfect because you kind of yep. have a camera-shaped item in your hands? I don't know. Ugh. Kim, do you have some anger or some issues about Pokemon Snap? Dude, the guy freaking said the audio, like when they were interviewing him, he was like, I don't really see how it could work on the Wii U. Are you crazy? It's a camera. The end. <laughs> Alright, so I think we'll wrap this uh, <laughs> section up <laughs> and uh, we'll take another short break and we will be back in a minute. For the last segment, so now we're going to just have a, a mini segment discussion about um, sort of our favorite console launches or the ones that are the most memorable to us. So, Josh, what was your favorite console launch? Oh boy, um, I mean, I loved the like insanity that was the Wii launch and like the <laughs> the serendipitous like my friends, my friend's mom was outside of a GameStop when they were unloading Wii's, and she was like, can I get one of those? Because she knew that we wanted, my family wanted one, specifically me. <laughs> and we ended up getting it, like, launch week, which was insane in my part of uh, New Jersey, where I grew up. And and it was just, like, this really... And then, like, you know, the family brought the families together and all that stuff, and uh, it was just one of those really sweet moments. And I was like, all right, yeah, way to go, Wii, bringing people together. So you were, like... You were like anticipating the Wii, like, yeah. for a long time. Like the yeah, I was, so. <laughs> yeah, I was all about the Wii. I loved the Wii. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. I was very happy. Yeah, I remember um, around the time of the Wii, I think it was like a month and a half out, Nintendo Australia, like, allowed some people to, like, come down to Sydney and, and play Twilight Princess and a few of the other Wii games at the time and um, it was basically like they sent out an email to people that were like on the Nintendo Australia like mailing list thing and said oh guess what you've been chosen so me and my friend um, were selected so we got down got to go down and play the Wii like yeah, a month and a half early and I was like oh damn now we're gonna wait a month and a half for Zelda to play Zelda because we were, yeah we got to play it a bit earlier and we tried out Excite Truck and we <laughs> I love that they that. they said you were chosen like you we are were part the of the prophecy ones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't allowed to take any any pictures or anything I, I took down my video camera to like I don't know, to get some shots and stuff but they said like, no you're not allowed. <laughs> 
Uh, like, because, um, yeah, Excite Truck also didn't come out here at launch. It came out, like, three months later. Um, so, that was that was a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Wii had a pretty solid launch. But that's, I just I look fondly on it. Mm. Uh, Kim, yeah. what was, what's your favorite? Um, yeah, I think hands down the Wii yeah, is what, my favorite. What did you say? <laughs> the Wii um, is your favorite as well? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really follow the others. Um, just, they came out and I was like, cool, I want that. Um, but the Wii, they did so mm. good with all the hype and everything and just, and that's when I was <laughs> watching all the E3 coverage on my computer and stuff. And so I just really got into it. And I do think, like, also, like Josh said, it was a really good one for the whole family. Like, I think that's the first time really, like, everyone in my family was interested in it. Like, my grandma would come over from next door, and we made her, like, a me and played all the different sports games with her and stuff. So, um, I just think, yeah, it was just hands down. As they handled it really well and just got everyone really psyched uh, for this totally different type of console. Mm. It is. It is kind of surprising, like weird, that they were able to capture that that magic, like, and get everyone excited, and not being basically sold out of the Wii for like two straight years or, or whatever it was. Basically, like, it was hard to get in in America at least. It was hard to get for at least a year and a half, right? It was as soon as yeah. they came in, they they were sold basically. So, and I think they just marketed it so smart. Like everything about it was very neutral. They made it white, so it was like more friendly it didn't seem like a badass console type of thing it was just open and friendly and um and then just the way it was i think they said like the whole reason they even thought of the motion controls was because they were just trying to figure out a console that took like casual gamers and then more hardcore gamers and brought them to the same level because everyone had to learn how to play it um which just made it so much easier for people who never were into video games to just pick it up and try it out mm. Yeah, I loved the um, the yeah. virtual console as well. Like early on, it was really cool being able to go to the shop and go, "Oh yeah, let's buy some Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever." In <laughs> <laughs> sixty four games. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, they had Mario sixty four day one, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, I I went to a midnight launch. Yeah, at Toys R Us to get the Wii with my friends. So we, like, four of us were in the car. We drove over there and hung out with heaps of people for, like, a few hours. And that was where I I unfortunately broke someone's Master Sword. I, oh. I think I've I, I mentioned that before, but um, it was unfortunate. <laughs> oh. Unfortunate. <laughs> I think I, my mom I, just I came home with it, it one day. <laughs> I think, like, oh, really? she just came home with it one day and was like, here, we have a Wii now, and it's mine. And every single time we wanted to do something, oh, no. like we wanted to take it somewhere, she's like, no, 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 this one's mine. You have to ask me. <laughs> yeah, I think I took like a week off work and played like to play Zelda and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Becky, what was your favorite console launch? Please don't say the Wii. Game Boy Color. I'm going to be different. <laughs> and... I'm not going to say that way. Um, yeah, I was actually going to say the Game Boy Color, because when I was really little, oh, it was one of the first times I actually paid attention to any kind of handheld or console launch. Because, you know, it was like, and it was 98, I think, is when yeah. it came out. So I, you know, actually 
had decided by that time that I liked video games, so it was like, oh, oh my god, this is new, and I had only barely played the game, the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Pocket by that time, because my sister had a Game Boy Pocket, so suddenly it was like, oh my god, games are going to be in color? <laughs> what? <laughs> and and it was like one of the first times I actually was able to get my own handheld console, mm. or, or my own handheld, yeah. so it was like, this is super cool. Yeah, I mean, like, the marketing wasn't really perfect. I don't want to say it was the greatest thing ever, you know, 90s commercials and whatnot or something. 90s commercials but make zero But I just sense. remember it was, like, the big thing that Black Friday, about a month later, you know, everybody, or not a month later, got it released in November. So, yeah, it would have been, like, right after the launch. It was, like, big. And everybody was, like, trying to get it for Christmas. And I remember mm. my mom had to go to Walmart at, like, 3 in the morning to get one <laughs> for my sister because again i was still wishing for you know like roller skates when i was eight and didn't really appreciate video games much what a mistake you made! i totally wanted hers right after she got it for christmas i was like that's cool because <laughs> you stared at your roller skates <laughs> damn it so <laughs> <laughs> i wish for the wrong thing why <laughs> The most regrettable choice of your life. Yeah, the Game Boy Color was like pretty impressive. Um, the screen when when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, the screen is so sharp and clear. You can like everything's looks so much better than even the Game Boy Pocket." And um, the turning it over, and you had that like that sort of that bump on the back where the batteries go for your hands to sit mm-hmm. better. That was like, "Oh, good, it's not like square anymore." <laughs> It doesn't yeah. <laughs> dig into your hands or as much. <laughs> it's contoured mm. to your hands. Your little tiny hands. <laughs> as for me, I might have to say the first console launch that I was probably paying the most attention to would have been... It's probably roughly equal with the Game Boy Advance and the GameCube. Uh, I was anticipating the GameCube for quite a while, like, reading... That's when I started getting into, like, magazines over here and just following the, sort of, the general, like, road to the things coming out. I mean, I remember looking at screenshots of, like, Golden Sun and another game called, um... I don't think it ever came out, but it was Magical Vacation. I used to think that looked really cool. And, um, like, I remember, like... As soon as like something about the GameCube came on TV, like one of the morning shows, one morning had like a demo of um, like Rogue Leader and like the GameCube in general. So it's going, ah, I need to play it. I need to, I need to save up. I need to play it. Um, and a, a store here actually imported a US machine um, because the GameCube launch was. I think it came out in America in November um, two thousand and one. The GameCube didn't come out here until May uh, 2002. So there was like a quite a big gap where everyone else, like everyone in America and online was playing it, but we couldn't actually get it here. So it was even worse. We had to like wait those extra months. Um, so yeah, a store over here imported one. So I just used to go there and play it's like, like that, Luigi's that Mansion. that kid and... sitting outside the window with your face <laughs> on the window. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was outside the window, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so yeah the GameCube was probably the most exciting for me like the Wii I was I was really wanting the Wii as well but I think because I, I was a little older at that point um 
like it wasn't quite as mysterious or like special, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Did you all get GameCubes early on, or? Uh, yeah, that's the I, first I console I, I ever it. bought with like my own money. I remember saving up. Yeah, same. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. It was just a really big deal. And I got to pick which game. I got it from Costco, so it came with a game, and it came with Super Smash Brothers. Look at you being all fancy. Hey, <laughs> if I was going to make my first purchase, I was going to make damn sure I got the best deal. <laughs> and it came with the, to... <laughs> the game guide, too. I was totally into Sony about that time, so I didn't get a GameCube right away. They actually dropped the price um, before it came out in Australia, because I think the Xbox had a price drop and to match it they dropped the gamecube over here by like i don't know 60 bucks or something so it was just enough for me to to get a second game and uh, i was contemplating on luigi's mansion or rogue leader and my sister just blurted out luigi's mansion and then the clerk just ran off and got it so i was just oh okay well i guess it's luigi's mansion then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't really wait to me for me to say anything. They just like heard my sister yell it out, and they went and got it. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll get Luigi's Mansion. So That's got how it Luigi's works Mansion in stores. The loudest one. <laughs> mm, Luigi's Mansion and Sonic Adventure Two were my two launch games. So, <laughs> and Sonic was kind of like a culture shock because I hadn't, I'd only, I hadn't played a Sonic game since like the Mega Drive at that point, and um. I was like, why why is there like rock music and, and, and lyrics and why is Sonic fighting like looking like this and like I was sort of Rolling like what's going on? It doesn't seem the same cutesy. Go, why is he in like a semi realistic environment? <laughs> um because he's Get gotta out go fast. Of your Sonic. Gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I never owned a Sonic game. Uh, go do yourself a favor and buy all of them. Well, I, I've always had access oh, to them. My oh. friends always had them. I just never personally bought one because I could just go to a friend's house. Well, you should start with Sonic Unleashed, then, <laughs> <laughs> then literally jackass. any of them. <laughs> wow! Hey, hey, children might be listening to this. Just, just they stop, just Josh. Just stop. Okay, so I think we'll wrap up this episode. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for, for coming on and having a chat. Thanks for having me. That's all right. That's all right. We should uh, try and get you back on again soon, Josh. You can always good to be the, back. The, uh, Pokemon game show for a, a revival at some point. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. <laughs> Could, we could do we could do a video version. We could do a video version for season two on the Kim and Becky show. Oh, I would love that. that. You have to. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Bring Fork bring him. back the max. Hashtag bring back the max. Bring back the max. <laughs> yeah, make so, it all so... about me. <laughs> Maybe you should just start your own YouTube um, your YouTube YouTube series uh, Max Attack or something. Oh, that's even better. Hashtag Max Attack. That's when I just come onto your podcast. <laughs> and apropos of nothing. He's like, rah, 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 he just rah. he just like randomly just attack. out when we're recording and, and join the call somehow. <laughs> just hack Hashtag Skype. Max attack. <laughs> Make it happen, <Okay>. guys. 
And uh, once again, if anyone would like to send us some questions or comments, please do so by emailing connectivity, um, which is connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Or you can uh, join and contact us on Twitter, which is ConnectivityNWR. Um, do you guys want to drop your Twitters here? Do I have a Twitter? Yeah, you have do a you? Twitter. You had a Twitter what before it? I had a Twitter. What, yes. What, what yes, am I you at? do. I follow you. Uh, I don't know. I think you should make a new one called at Max, uh, at Max Attack. <laughs> At Max Attack. Okay, guys, so you can either look for me at Max Attack, or I'm going <laughs> to guess Josh B. Max. Mm. Uh, and just, if you, for every follower I get, I usually tweet something, so, you know. Well, it sounds like you haven't tweeted for a while if you can't remember if you have a Twitter or not. Yeah, well, I haven't logged in. I may, maybe people, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll okay. tweet again. Yeah. What about um, you guys? Yeah, what about you guys? Mine's Kim Keller A. A doesn't stand for anything. Or well, does A does it stand for anything. anything. Well, yeah! are, you, are you a twin and Mine's there's a just... Kim Keller B out there somewhere? <laughs> I would love to meet her and then take her down. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, trying to log Becky, on Twitter right Nicole now. Where goes one. Josh? Uh, mine's just at BHDangerFace. Yep, I'm at NicholasNWR. So again, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another installment of Connectivity. Until then, goodbye.
Thank you.